Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with John Opaluski and Converge Coaching. How are you, John? Jim, I'm good. Uh, always good to record with you and not just record with you, spend time talking about life together. It is. It, it's, it is so beneficial, honestly. I, again, I, I think I said this recently, but having that time, I wish everybody could listen to our conversation before and after, because to me, it's as meaningful as the time that we spend with everyone else. It's just good to have friends. It's good yes. to have people understand what you're going through and to uh, enjoy, to laugh about things that only pastors could possibly laugh about. And maybe even commiserate a little bit about what everybody's going through. So today is episode 61, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, why the organization you lead needs a playbook. So introduce that, that thought to us, the playbook metaphor and what you mean by that. So Jim, a couple of pods ago, we explored why churches and ministries and, and even businesses need to start casting vision again. We've been yeah. through this long stretch of week to week survival. And, uh, and while we understand that was the, the, that was the play we were supposed to run for the last six, seven months, we also understand that vision is a very important piece of, it is the foundational piece of organizational alignment. Uh, we yeah. talked about vision being about destination and, and why it matters. You know, without vision, people scatter. Yeah. Um, it, vision gives your organization something to align itself to. It, it creates energy and momentum and helps us make better decisions. So we spent a whole pod just talking about why it's time to start yeah. casting vision again. Yeah. But here's what I know that you can create and cast a great vision, but without a playbook to follow, you're going to lead a group of frustrated people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My pastor, Tommy Barnett, used to say that, that inspiration without uh, application leads to frustration. Yeah. We have these big, grandiose slogans, but no one would know how to find the path to that conclusion. It's, right. If you get people excited about vision, the next thing they want to know is, what, what do I do next? And yep. if you don't have an answer, you're letting them down. Right. And so the playbook is all about that. It's, all, it's, it's about what, if you yeah. can think about it that way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Vision's about where, playbook is about what. And, and I like football, um, so I wanna use a football analogy. Uh, a playbook includes formations mm -hmm. and then plays you run out of those formations. Yeah. Um, somebody said this, I can't remember who it was, I, I think I read it in a book. It says, every church has a playbook, but not every church knows it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So you're running plays, but you may not even be aware that you're running plays. And if you're not aware you are, um, this podcast is really designed to help, I hope, help you yeah. get your arms around it. You know, some churches, Jim, have embraced this run faster, try harder playbook. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck, right? Yeah. This last year. Wow. Yeah, we know that fails, right? Yeah. Uh, other churches uh, run the what's the mega church down the road doing playbook. Wow. And so, I mean, that they just say, hey, what's, uh, you know, what's this big old church doing? We're going to do oh, what yeah. they do. Anybody that's been in the church world long enough remembers and everybody had to wear Dockers and a Hawaiian shirt because that was obviously Rick Warren's <laughs> superpower. It was making it more casual. 
it's February in Michigan, but we have to wear sandals because that's what Rick does. Oh, man. Purpose-driven frostbite. That was the year of purpose-driven frostbite. So we, you know, we want to encourage leaders to not run any of those plays. Yeah. You know, um, a playbook, really, Jim, is a simple, clear outline yeah. of the formations and plays an organization is going to run over and over again so that they can move the ball down the field toward the goal line of its vision. It's, it's, it's a, that's how I process this picture. Right. And, and at Converge Coaching, we run three basic formations. Yeah. We have a one-to-one formation, a one-to-many formation, and I'll explain these in just a minute, and then a one-to-an-unknown-number formation. Right. So the one-to-one formation, here's some of the plays we run out of that, our mentoring mm-hmm. uh, services, our yeah. coaching services. These are one-on-one, you know, half-hour, one-hour sessions over a period of time that we, uh, we come alongside leaders and help them on an individual basis. That's right. how Converge Coaching got started. Right. And we're still running that play. We're still running those plays in that formation. The one-to-many formation uh, are our huddles, uh, right. or the plays out of that are our huddles, our, our, our group training, uh, our consulting work. Because right. now we're working with groups of leaders. Sometimes there are groups of 10, sometimes there are groups of 100, sometimes there are groups of 300. Right. Um, and then our one to an unknown number, which is kind of an interesting formation, right? Yeah. Is our, uh, the place we run out of that formation, this podcast. Right. Perfect. We're not exactly sure. I mean, we know how many plays. We, we just passed 6,000 plays uh, wow. this week, uh, which we're grateful for. Sure. Um, our blogging, you know, you, get, you have some idea of how many people you're reaching, but, but there are points where you just you lose sight of how the, the, uh, the long, far reach of that. Our book writing, um, those are one to an unknown number type <clears throat> of plays. And so a, in my mind, Jim, a playbook should be built on a few formations, yeah. not a hundred. If you're running a hundred formations, again, people are going to be frustrated. And yeah. then you just run a few plays from each of those formations that are so easy for people to identify. It's almost, they're very memorable, right? They can just spit it out very quickly. So based on your vision, your destination, what are three or maybe four formations you'll use moving forward? And then what are some of the plays yeah. that come? from that destination and you just keep running what works yeah. over and over and over again. Give me some thought, your thoughts on that. Jim. Yeah. You know, somebody told me years ago and it, and it really has borne out to be true that about the time I'm getting tired of saying something, the congregation is just starting to get it. And so we, we decided that, that, uh, you know, because new people are walking in the door and all that stuff, we, we just needed to continue to say things like every week mm-hmm. we, we talk about kingdom builders every week because that's part of what we're doing. Uh, those who don't know what Kingdom Builder is, it's kind of the gas that goes in the, the van, if you will. It's our analogy that we're, our general fund giving pays for the van. Our Kingdom Builders pays for the gas to decide how far the van can go to, to accomplish its mission. So we, we have that every week. We talk about every week. There's a video every week. We talk about it every week at the time of the offering. Every week we talk about welcome to Freedom Center Church where our vision is to win the lost, 
at any cost. That, that sets up a, an expectation. We do that through three environments, our love God environment, the large group, love people, small group, and our love to serve, the, the releasing. You've been mentored, discipled, and now you're released. We, let it, we call it our GPS, love mm -hmm. God, people, and serving. And we have found those, those three biblical environments, you know, they met together in the temple courts and each, other, each other's homes and, you know, every day people were being saved. We, we find yeah. them to be really effective and so simple because everybody knows what a GPS is. Everybody right. understands that. So love God, love people, love to serve, win the loss at any cost. That is our, every, if you were to come to a service, you'd hear about kingdom builders and see a video. You'd hear win the loss at any cost and you'd hear GPS every single Sunday. Yeah. And those have natural progressions. If you come to this large meeting, that's great. But we have a small meeting. And you can get smart in a large meeting, but you'll never get wise because you need iron to sharpen iron. You need each other. I can teach you everything I know about love, but you'll never know a thing about love until you're in a small group where you start to learn how to love people that are stinkers. That's where love is challenged. Mm -hmm. you know? And then loving to serve. We have to develop those gifts, those abilities, so we're not recruiting people to work in our nurseries. We're releasing people that have a heart to, to do excellent work with children. That's, there's a big difference. So I, I, think it's, I think it's huge. Like you're saying though, when, when COVID hit, when uh, racial tensions hit, when recessions, Y2Ks, uh, presidential elections, whatever it is, you know, what are we gonna do? Well, we're gonna win the lost at any cost. We're gonna use every environment as, as to our advantage to win the lost at any cost. We're gonna do it through three environments, loving God, the large group, loving people, the small group, loving to serve, releasing people who've been discipled, set free, yeah. filled with the spirit, uh, mentored. It, it, the, like you're saying, like a football, we do this every time. Every person at Freedom Center Church knows the plays that we run. And it is very powerful, shockingly powerful, when everybody knows what you're doing versus just the leaders. Yeah, the simplicity of that, Jim, is so uh, wonderful. It's, it's really a thing of beauty. Um, we've noticed that when we start to explore this whole idea of playbook with a church, uh, Jim, that uh, many churches are running way too many plays. Yes. Um, and they're trying to be great at 15, 20 things. And, what, and in the end, they're, they're at best mediocre yeah. at 15 to 20 things. It's so much better to run three formations, Freedom Center. You got three formations and you're running several plays out of each one of those formations. It's simple, everybody understands what it is. You talk about it all the time. It, look, I, I think that um, vision creates momentum, right? We, right. We, we believe that it does. I think a playbook sustains momentum in, in, in some ways. That, that forward motion of people getting uh, fluent with how we how we do this thing, how we move ba the ball down the field. You know, you know, I, I I like like I said, I like football. And what I've what I've noticed is uh, coordinators, offensive coordinators or defensive coordinators who run these elaborate schemes, who 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 have, I mean, just com complicated stuff. Really, in a way, Jim, they cut off the athleticism of these guys, and yeah. they struggle. I wonder yeah. if we do that as leaders, that we put so much out there for people that we're actually, uh, we are actually inhibiting their ability. I, I don't I, know. What do you think about that? I, I, just a, an illustration. I, I, 25 years ago, when we drove up to Fenton and became the, the pastors of Fenton Assembly of God. It was a church of 99 people 
that had 18 classrooms, mm. 99 people, 18 classrooms that had children's programs running in them through Sunday school, Royal Rangers, Missionettes, et cetera. In order for us to adequately staff two adults, two qualified adults in each classroom with uh, the five-year-old girls and the second grade boys and all that kind of stuff, every program that could have been ran, we ran mm. and we did it so poorly. It's so incredibly poorly. And it was even harder was we, we had to get rid of 90% of those things that were yeah. there and out there. But the reason we were 99 people is because we were overusing the qualified. We weren't reaching people. Um, our programs were terrible. So you did come to church. Your kids came out. And you know how was it? Well, I sat on a cold metal chair in a basement that smells like grandma's house. You know, with, with uh, an old lady with a blue bun on her head that told me to shut up every time I tried to ask a question. And, you, and the, the family never comes back. Instead, we did an all-children, our first through fifth grade Sunday school, if you will, and it blew up. The kids loved it. It was vacation Bible school. We just ran one play instead of 18. And, and by making it simple and making it great, because it's better not to have a ministry than it is to have a bad one. And I, and I boy, please hear that if you're listening. Amen to that. It is better. Can you say that again, Jim? It's better not to have a ministry than it is to have a bad one. Yeah. So if you have a men's ministry that has four guys that only, all they do is talk about politics, it's better not to have a men's ministry than it is to have that one. It's better yeah. to wait until there is a men's ministry, a children's ministry, a music ministry, any, any ministry, to do it with great quality and care than it is to, to do it poorly. Because it, that one ministry is... You know, to a kid that sat on that cold metal chair with grandma in the basement and smelled her feet, I, I, he does not ever want to go back to that church again. And it would be better that, that there wasn't children's ministry, that children's ministry, than to have the one that he had. You know, Jim, so we've given our, our listeners today um, two examples of very simple playbooks, right? Yeah. Um, and then you gave an example of one that you inherited, so to speak, yeah. um, that was complicated beyond belief for a church of 99 people. As a matter of fact, I believe this, um, that the larger your organization grows, the simpler you need to get. Yes. Because, it, because not only does it help with all the things we've been talking about, clarity, momentum, and all of that, it will prevent you from being, being crushed yeah. in the process. So the healthiest churches that I'm associated with, that I know about, are churches that, as they've grown, have gotten simpler. Their playbook has has been dialed back and dialed down and refined, yeah. and yeah. and so we think it's Jim. It's why that's why we're talking about this today. It really, really matters. You know, if you're leading a church, you already have a playbook, yeah. but like the Detroit Lions, it may not be working for you. <laughs> And so getting your eyes on that, identifying, hey, what, what are we actually running right now? And is it effective at all? And, and boy, does that ever take honesty uh, yeah. from an organization. Yeah. Um, and starting to reshape your formations, reshape your playbook. A lot of times that requires some, a fresh set of eyes yeah. on yeah. your organization because, boy, we get organizational blinders on. I get them with Converge Coaching. Uh, I'm sure you get have that at Freedom Center with you, and you have a person who comes from the outside and says, "What in the world are you guys doing?" Yeah, yeah. This, 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 and this doesn't even make sense. Right. Um, nobody. <laughs> and then you explain it. 
Well, it's here because 40 years ago, our founding pastor, and then 20 years ago, a deacon, and the, the best right. people in the church thought that this would be a, and yeah, you end up getting this camel when you, when you set out to design a horse, but a, a committee formed. I, I, something that our, our congregation knows and that our staff is afraid of it, but yet respects, is every ministry goes on trial for its life once a year. Mm. We ask, what did it do? What didn't it do? What, what does it need to do? It, does it belong here anymore? And so we, you realize when you start a ministry, a clock starts ticking Yeah, <laughs> at yeah. a time when it, it may not be there anymore. But if you don't do that, you do end up with 40 different programs. I, I, the day that I walked into my church, I had to walk past three fundraisers and three sign-up sheets. Mm-hmm. And one of them was a political um, something that they wanted on the ballot. And three, and, and do you want a cookie? Hey, bid on this. Hey, I guess how many jelly beans. I, it's just walking. I thought I wanted to grab all the tables and overturn them. Like I know what Jesus was ticked about. I get it now. But that's what happened was everybody's program was the most important thing to mm. them. But I would say this, if your loyalty doesn't, if you're in a church and we should help as leaders, if our church is loyal to their program, but not loyal to the vision, then we have a real problem. Yep. Everybody that's loyal to the, to the, to that program is going to leave when that program is gone. But people go. that are well to the vision understand when the program has has one of its welcome. There's a better way to do it. And I, I, it takes a while to get that culture, but once you get the culture of change, it's easy to change your culture. Yeah. So Jim, uh, if if there's a leader today who's listening to this and scratching their head and say, where do I start? Yeah. You know, how do we even begin this process? Uh, we're here to help. We'd yes. love to. We'd love to spend a little bit of time with you and just uh, kind of get an idea of what's happening in your yeah. church, in your business, and uh, and then you know we may be able to help you a little further down the road there. And if we can't, we'll just say, hey, we can't help you, right. uh, and we'll try to find somebody who can. But uh, uh, Jim, thanks for uh, just rapping with me about this today because I think it's so critical and it doesn't get talked about very much, yeah. um, but. I wanted to push up on this today and thanks for coming along with me uh, right. For right on it. And I'll say this, this guy in closing here, John, I remember when we first talked, what I was looking for was not necessarily someone who knew something I didn't. I was looking for someone that I respected to listen to what I was saying and be either a second affirming voice mm. or being one that goes, well, based on my experience, let me ask you three questions. And, and you forced me to make some decisions. I'm, I probably am still in the ministry. I'm certainly heading on the path I'm heading on because you and I had, uh, what, a couple dozen phone conversations yeah. over the course of a few months. Right. So this is powerful stuff. And to say, well, I don't know if we can afford it. I don't know if you can afford not to. I don't know if I can afford the time. I'm not, I'm not sure what you're doing, but back away from the news and, and dial in on this. This is extraordinarily important. Knowing where we're going as we lead people is crucial. Yeah. So thank you for your time. And as always, if you want to get a hold of, of us, you know how to do it by now. Have they memorized, you think, the website by now? I think so. I think so. We'll just give it one more time. Convergecoach.com. Hit the contact us button. And we start talking. God yep. bless you, John. Thank you for your help today. And God bless you, our listeners. We hope to talk to you again soon as you continue to lead from a life.